You've just entered the Disaster Tough podcast, the place for emergency managers, first responders, and humanitarians who want to get the job done. Stories, lessons, and tips are provided by field experts. This show is owned and operated by professional emergency managers at Doberman Emergency Management. We apply disaster tough logic by protecting life, property, and business continuity through planning, mitigation, and training. Check us out at DobermanEMG.com or click on the show notes. Radiocoms just got a major breakthrough with the L3 Harris XL Extreme 400P. It's the newest and toughest radio out there. Built by their space and tactical teams, the XL Extreme series can take a beating. 1,700 degree blast of heat, repeated 3 meter drops, rain, salt water, you name it. The XL Extreme series by L3 Harris can take it. Visit L3Harris.com to schedule your demo today. The battle to monitor and contain COVID-19 just got exponentially better for us. We are officially introducing an electronic reusable, yes, reusable COVID-19 test through our sponsors. It's called the COVID Plus Test, created by Tiger Tech, distributed by FS Global. This is the first FDA-authorized, rapid, non-invasive pre-screener. It's extremely easy to use. Forget those one-time use swabs. This is a disaster-tough technology. For more information on the COVID Plus test, check out our show notes. Welcome back to the show, everybody. It's your host, John Scardina. Man, oh my gosh. So much has been happening in the last, I don't know, three, four months, Afghanistan. And now we have to think about more in-depthly, at at least, um, uh, terrorist activity, of course. That's a... That's a whole that's a whole other story, but in the world of emergency management and and really natural disasters um, and man made accidental disasters, there's there's just been so much happening, and so each year we kind of like to do a, like an update of what we've been doing here at Doberman Emergency Management and uh, helping out the field. Of course, we do these uh, interviews every single week with experts around the field to be able to get their perspective on emergency management. And a question keeps on coming up, whether on screen or off the screen, of what is emergency management? Uh, The way I like to phrase emergency management is emergency management is the protection of life, property, and continuity of operations. That's the scope. So if you're doing anything within that scope, you're doing an, an emergency manager's work, right? Or emergency services work. There's a tactical level, which has the first responders, our counterparts in fire, USAR, urban search and rescue, uh, fire, police, um, I said fire, right? So like we, we have all these tacticians that are doing things. We also have the humanitarians at the local level working and that's a Salvation Army. We've had Patrick McGinn on here. Um, we're going to be talking about LDS charities. Big shout out to them for their help recently with the USAR teams in Haiti. We can talk about that in a second. There's also the strategic stuff, FEMA, uh, you know, other organizations that look at that strategic level and say, hey, where do we get these moving pieces? State operations centers. We've had Lee Dorian here from Cal OES this year. We've had a lot of major hitters. We have a lot of major hitters coming up in the next couple of weeks. And so we're really excited to have them. We have a new studio. It's not like this super dark studio anymore. So there's just there's just a lot of, you know, go, going on and we've had great things happening. But, uh, you know, h- how do we operate in that? 
And so today I just want to share a couple stories that have happened since May. And some of it we've highlighted on the show and some of it we haven't. But if you're in emergency management and you're like wondering if you're effective or if you're doing the right thing or if your piece is emergency management, likely it is if you're within that scope, right? Protecting life, property, and continuity of operations. Sometimes that's mitigation, right? Sometimes that's figuring out what their problem is, working with Army Corps of Engineers to fix that levy or fix that dam, do those assessments. Sometimes it's getting tense to be able to sustain life, right? That's protecting life by sustaining it. And sometimes it's, you know, going through a rubble pile in Surfside, um, which we're definitely going to talk about today and highlight. And so just like with this conversation, or at least, uh, you know, this conversation with between me and you, um, there's, there's so much that has uh, been impactful recently to me and also this company, Doberman Emergency Management. And uh, I think it touches a lot of other groups. Some we've had on the show, some we haven't had on the show. Like I, I highlighted LDS Charities a while. They, they really came through. Um, but uh, yeah, like it, there's, a, there's a whole community out there and it really is about networking. And so let me start with, with this idea of uh, emergency management is about protection of life, property, and continuity of operations. I can't say that enough. But it's also about collaboration, cooperation, getting the job done. Emergency managers get the job done, right? If you're really good at anything within that scope that we just talked about four or five times already in five, five minutes, and you're able to get the job done, you're doing a good job, right? So uh, let's talk about May. Actually, let's back up. Let's talk. Last October, I reached out to a company that um, I'm really impressed with their um, their 360 camera. In fact, I wanted them to be a sponsor. So I keep on asking them. Uh, they keep on liking our stuff. We know you're listening, but um, we like their camera a lot. And really what it is, it's like this hardened camera that can go into rubble piles and uh, look around 360 and give really good feedback for first responders. And, um, you know, obviously they pass cause they're not a sponsor. You should be a sponsor. You should be a sponsor. But, uh, you know, I said, Hey, um, we would love to be able to connect with, uh, USAR counterparts in the field. And so, because you guys work with USAR so much, can you, can you turn us to somebody right now? We're networking. We're using that emergency management tool of collaboration with other people, you know, keeping that line of communication out. So, they connected me with Joe Hernandez, who has been on the show, I think, three or four times now. Um, and I've been blown away by his capability, his competency, everything he's able to do in the field and what he has done. If you've listened to the shows, I mean, he was at Oklahoma City bombing. He was at the Twin Towers. In fact, he was lead medical there, the expert for urban search and rescue. Uh, he went to Haiti in 2010, found a girl eight days after in a rubble pile and pulled her out. You should see the imagery. I mean, n nobody really has that trained eye to be able to see, you know, in a one foot pancaked space, you know, this person laying there covered in dust. Like I, I like I saw the images and myself with everybody else, you know, we're starting to pass by and he goes, Hey, that's where she was. That's what we saw on the camera. His eye was that well trained and um, it shows that he's a true expert and he's had all that time to look at that. Right. So Joe came out of the show a couple of times and uh, you know, outside of the, the show, we, we talk and uh, we talk about emergency management, how it relates to the tacticians, the tactical level. I talked about how 
uh, I, I didn't know this at the time, but during Hurricane Harvey, I helped deploy those uh, USAR teams and give them data, the data they need in the field. And he was actually there. And so it's really fascinating to think about, um, you know, that, that network that you don't even, you know, you have sometimes. Um, but as we, as we develop this relationship, he goes, hey, I'm teaching the medical urban search and rescue class. And I, I would love for you to come be able to one talk about your podcast because I've been on the show um, and, uh, you know, really to, to, to observe and to instruct on emergency management, that strategic level for the technicians so they know who's deploying them and how that process goes. And so, yeah, sure. Um, that week was phenomenal. One of the best trainings I've ever seen. And I'm, I noted that on the show. Uh, big shout out to Joe's, uh, um, Joe's MSOC and uh, um, all the work that they're doing over there. And so I came home from that thinking like, oh, that was a great learning experience. I saw the tacticians. I got to meet with a lot of these, um, you know, these counterparts in the field, including we just moved to St. Louis and it happened to be one of the St. Louis teams uh, was there. And so I was able to connect with them and get to know them again. Networking, but not networking. People think of it as like going to conferences and like awkwardly talking to people, right? No, what it is is befriending people, seeing the capabilities you have, the capabilities that they have, and um, see if you can gain more, right, from each other, from experience or whatever. So, um, <clears throat> you fast forward, we we end up having, um, you know, two other people. Well, another uh, one of the instructors that came on the show, different district chief and from Orlando. I, I dare you to find that show because it's a great show, a great um, great feedback by him. And then he connected us with. Um, the fire chief that responded, the incident commander for um, the uh, Pulse nightclub shooting, which says another episode you should look at. So we're starting to make all these connections, right, of like experts in the field just by, you know, basically talking to people. And we don't pay them. We don't get really anything out of it besides the advice. And the advice is so huge that it's like, hey, it's worth it. Like, let's, let's make sure that um, we, uh, you know, we help out where we can. Well, you fast forward another couple weeks, which again, now the dots are starting to maybe connect for you. Surfside building collapse happens and Joe flies down there. He's a consultant for, um, for CNN. So he's on CNN every day. He mentioned disaster tough. So big shout out to, to Joe for that. But, uh, you know, he was also on the ground meeting with the, uh, the responders and guess what? Like, five or six of the instructors, including the fire chief who was on the show. He was at there as the incident commander for uh, Florida Task Force 4 for search and rescue. So they were doing the night shift. And um, they were essentially doing that that mission. And so now he's an SME, not only for CNN, but he's actually on the ground coordinating resources. And so I get involved. And so, um, again, this is not really a Doberman thing, but because of Doberman, because of this podcast, um, I'm able to help. And so I started volunteering my time and um, resources to be able to to see where we could uh, to be able to support or provide care wherever we could, especially for the responders. Um, and so now you're 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 watching this thing happen where strategic level emergency managers who typically traditionally you're like, oh, you know, do they really interact with first responders? Well, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. That's what we're doing. So you fast forward another couple of weeks. I get called out by a client who we've been love helping. Um, it's the Kashaya Band of Pomo Indians that, um, of the Stewart Point Rancheria. And they're really great people. 
But like a lot of other groups in California, they're having this drought issue. And so they called me up and say, hey, we have this major drought issue. We don't know what to do. And um, I'm like, you know what? Um, this seems really important. So I'm going to head out there. We're also going to talk about public safety power shutoffs because we, we, you know, they're a client for that. So this is completely separate. So we did the out brief on the PSPS plan. We talked to them with the drought issues. We invited Patrick McGinn with the Salvation Army to, to provide help. We invited Cal OES to come we, um, to, to, to provide support to. And so now we're all talking about resources and what to do and how can we help. And, um, you know, again, this is just because we want to help each other out. This is our community. Emergency managers help out people. And um, it turned out to be a great trip. And while I was out there, I got to meet with Lee Dory uh, with Cal OES. And, you know, he heard that we were coming out there. He said, with the Dixie Fire, can you provide guidance or can you, can you come out here and check it out? And so I went out there and um, looked at their operation and provided some feedback. Again, this is this is all not even this is not even the work. This is just about helping out other people. And uh, I, I just was just overwhelmed by that experience. Well, when we got called out there, Joe Hernandez texted me and said, "Can LDS can LDS help?" Well, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and um, and so I'm like, well, there's 16, you know, what million members of this church. And so, uh, let, let me see what I can do. Um, but I kind of fed up the food chain. In fact, I went through, this is, this is amazing. I'm a member of the, I'm, I'm LDS, right? But Patrick McGinn, Salvation Army has a connection with LDS charities. And, uh, he said, uh, I, so I text him or I call him and said, Hey, can you give me the contact information? So fed it all the way up to the head of the program. Her name is Sharon Eubank. And we're now talking about a four-hour period. And she connected me with the people who are involved with um, the Haiti response is what Joe was texting me about. Joe had, again, volunteered both his time and resources to collect pallets of, of, of supplies for medical supplies for the first responders over there who were helping out with the, the, the Haiti, Haitian response. Uh, in the meantime, or all while um, a tropical storm was heading that way. So just uh, just incredible. But in that four-hour period, we got connected with her. LDS Church said they were going to help, LDS Charities. And um, now we're, we're connecting so many different things. And Joe's volunteering his time. The LDS Church volunteered their time. Patrick McGinn volunteering some of his time. Um, you, know, Joe, you know, just like this, this big crowd of people helping each other out. And so my, my heart is just full of gratitude for good people who want to help. Um, of course, there's work to be done. Of course, uh, we, we, um, we do contract work. Uh, we don't call ourselves contractors, uh, essentially, because we're basically emergency managers who just happen to do it privately. We get to choose the projects we work on. Some we get paid and some we get to volunteer. And uh, I think that's really what it's all about. And in the midst of all of this, um, we see what's happening in Afghanistan. And um, I think it's, uh, I think pretty much everyone's on the same page that what's happening is disgusting, both from the Taliban perspective and the egregious res response or lack of response, um, lack of leadership that has caused such a horrible, horrible issue. Um, we just had a terrorist attack um, at Cabal Airport, I think 16 uh, service me members died and 95 Afghans died. And um, why? For what? 
right? And so it's it's enraging. And you, you look at the news and you look at this and you look at the lack of leadership and you look at the incompetency and you look at all these things and your frustration builds so much. But there are good people out there who are doing good things behind the scenes. I, I just mentioned several good people who volunteer their time and resources to be able to help out in the, the things that I cared about. And hopefully I was able to, to help them out as well. And, you know, the work continues. Um, that's, that's what getting the job done is all about. That's what networking is. So there's a, there's a, there's a big update there, right? Um, emergency management essentially is all about networking and coordinating and collaborating and helping each other, putting people first, right? Putting people first, especially people in this field, because they're, they're good people. And um, assuming they're good people, I've been incredibly grateful that, you know, as an emergency manager who's doing it privately now, who didn't want to travel 50 weeks a year anymore, um, who said, hey, I want to do this privately, that I've had friends and new friends in the field who don't treat me like, you know, some, you know, consultant. Like that, that just makes me feel gross inside to think about that, right? Because that's not what I'm about, clearly. And, um, I'm grateful for that. So it's, it's kind of a, a gratitude, a gratitude episode, but, um, let's move on to the next topic. Other big things have been happening with Doberman. So in the midst of all of that, our company, our headquarters moved to St. Louis, hence the new studio. I love this industrial look that, that we added here, um, kept the original sign, which is awesome. Love that sign, but I get to showcase some other stuff, things I really care about. Obviously, Jeez, where am I at? Not doing the mirror screen. Uh, you know, the family. Obviously, you guys, uh, I've talked a lot about my family, how much I care about them, but um, showcasing some of the, the most recent uh, challenge coins that uh, have been given, and I'm really grateful for that, um, including one from Joe. Joe's the man, seriously. You know, Patrick McGinn, you owe me a challenge coin. I've given you like two now. So, um, and then I've, I've, brought up, I've brought up social vulnerability like so many times on this show. You guys gotta, You guys got to read that book. Um, gosh, I could talk about, I could talk about stories about all those coins and you know, that, that award, um, that FEMA award, but, um, yeah, it's just like a cool setup and, um, our company's expanding. We're doing great things. We brought on Todd DeVoe with EM weekly. We brought up, uh, brought in Franzi economy, EM student, um, uh, those, the, both of those podcasts. Um, we brought on Ashley Loria golden, who was on here a year ago. If you remember, she was, uh, the deputy director of Forsyth County, uh, Georgia. She is phenomenal. Uh, she has this great, great background in both mitigation and as a paramedic. And so, especially as a trainer. And so she was able to, to bring all these uh, different uh, skill sets to uh, or our organization. She just joined. Um, and, you know, we're starting to build out this team even greater than what it was because we had this core group that essentially most of it was planning and teaching uh, state agencies how to use drones and that kind of stuff. And now we're adding hazard mitigation. Um, we've launched the readiness lab, which um, with Todd DeVoe and his podcast, Joe Hernandez is launching his podcast, which is really exciting for us. It's called solid responder. His first episode is going to air on September 11th, 20 years after nine 11 and talk about uh, his experience there. And he's going to interview uh, some of the other um, guys that he served with uh, during that response. They're going to be talking about the 20 years since then. 
I'm sure they're going to be talking about some of the emotional and um, um, physical impacts of that because uh, he has been a really big advocate of uh, helping out uh, responders get uh, getting the help they need. And so if you know somebody who could use a uh, first responder perspective on getting that kind of help, that would be a great episode to turn into. Again, that's solid responder. Uh, we're launching the EM morning brief. So we're, we're doing all these different things um, with the readiness lab, but it's also going to be, we're going to start doing training. So pairing up with search and rescue and start doing cl- cross collaboration, cl- cross sector emergency services, emergency management, disaster services, whatever you want to call it, where we get to learn what our co- counterparts are doing. So the firefighter doesn't say like, oh, the emergency manager just gets the water, right? Which is like egregious and offensive. Um, but we also don't, we're also on the emergency management side. Like, oh, you just like, you know, like most of the time you just do medical, right? Like, and so like, we don't really know what each other's doing and, and how they're doing it. We have a lot of respect, hopefully for each other, but that cross sector training will be really important. And then doing a lot of more hands-on training for emergency managers. I don't know how many FEMA and or other trainings I've been to. And it was just like, they were like crunching to get get out of there early just to check the box and, you know, you walk out of this training like, okay, I could have done this like 30 minutes online. But um, we're changing that model uh, pretty fast. And so um, what we're going to be providing is a, a couple-day training, an exclusive training where people come out and they get certified from us and from experts on how to do different functions in emergency management. So it's going to be like this, this really great thing. We're talking to new uh, partners with that. We're trying to talk, or we're not trying. We're talking to uh, new groups who've approached us to, to get our perspective of that, especially with all the disasters we've been to and, and helped out in both former lives and, and you know current support. So there's just like so much going on. And this really all stems from, again, networking, helping out other people, not being selfish in that support, but like tr- truly giving of our time and help and for the, for the purpose of protecting life, property, and continuity of operations. And when you do that, uh, great things happen. And so if you're wondering what to do next in emergency management, or you're looking, actually, I got to, um, I got, so Todd DeVoe is also an instructor, uh, a professor at a university, and um, his students provided their final presentations. And so he invited me to go so I could listen in to um, see where they're at in their journey and answer some questions and one of the students asked, well, like, how do I get a job in emergency management? Like, I've taken all these courses. I have some of the background, blah, blah, blah. And I hear that question quite a bit. Uh, you got to think of, you got to stop thinking networking as showing up at a conference and awkwardly talking to people, uh, you know, at a, at a dinner table. That works for some. You know what ne- great networking is? Unselfishly helping other people, period. And you'll be sh- you'll be blown away um if they don't ever get back to you then who cares because you did something great unselfishly you're able to help other people and you can lay your head down at night and you can know you did a good job you got the job done but what i've seen more often than not is because our community is so small is when an issue does arise or when something comes up down the road or you can approach them and say hey like um you know, now that we're friends, I would love to be able to get some advice on this or perspective or can you connect me with whoever? And that's how the dots start getting connected. It's uh, it's about unselfishly helping other people 
and they will return the favor. There's good people in the world. There's a lot more good in the world than bad. The bad makes the news because thankfully it is rare. Like think about that for a second. One, there's like you go like the, the the horrible side of it is like, oh, they're just trying to make money off of like horrible things happening for sure. But there's also like the well, if it was so common, then it wouldn't be newsworthy, hopefully. Like national news doesn't usually focus on heavy traffic, right? Local news does. But nationally, internationally, they're not going to be like, well, there was another traffic jam on, you know, I-95. We're like, well, that's that's not newsworthy because it's common, right? Um, And I would hope that people just uh, remember that. Um, Sometimes the newsworthy stuff is because it's rare. Sometimes it's because there's some horrible people pushing it. But um, there is good in the world. So I guess that would be my message today. Just catching up. Um, this is like the EM update, I guess, our yearly update for what's happening. Uh, again, heart full of gratitude for all the people who've been helping us out and the opportunity to be able to help out other people. Um, expand that scope of understanding and um, getting to work with amazing people. Um, I hope that if you're in search and rescue and listening to this podcast, there's another training by Joe's organization that's coming up for medical USAR to be get certified uh, November 30th. Um, so we'll make sure he's back on the show, but you could probably just listen to his podcast and hear him talk about it again. That's uh, called solid responder. We're huge fans of it. Check out the readiness lab. It has a lot of other podcasts that, uh, we both own and operate, but we also are just, just like blown away and, and think are really great shows in themselves. Um, and so there's also fun stuff too, like movie R is coming out. Um, movie R, movie after action review R. Um, yeah, it's like our fun show where we kind of make fun of all the disasters that happens in movies and talk about like what real responders would do in that situation. And, um, I think it's going to be pretty great. So, uh, check back with us next week. We have a really great guest coming to the show. You'll see that announcement on, uh, Facebook, Twitter, not Twitter. We don't ever use Twitter. We should, Hey, send us a note. Let us know if you're on Twitter and you want us to be on Twitter. How about that? If we get enough people uh, to, to send us a thing saying, hey, I'm on Twitter. I hope you're on Twitter. Also, that lets me know that you've listened to 26 minutes of the show now. Um, if you're on Twitter, let us know. and Maybe we can start uh, posting there. But we're really heavy on LinkedIn. Doberman Emergency Management posts all the Disaster Tough podcast episodes there. We also have, obviously, that Instagram channel, Disaster Tough podcast and the Facebook Disaster Tough Podcast, as well as both for Doberman EMG, so you can get caught up there. But tune each week, and we'd love to hear your feedback. I'd like to know what you think about my updates. If you think my scope of emergency management is correct, if it's not incorrect, let me know. Um, I'm not going to be like, in the comments below, because it's a podcast. But if you can send us an email at info at DobermanEMG.com, or go to one of those social media platforms that I just talked about to provide that feedback, that would be awesome. And we'll see you next week.